Welcome, my flourishing friends. In today's episode, we are going to talk about this incredible paradigm shift that we are seeing and how a young Swedish girl is in part the catalyst for this change. Yes, we're talking Greta Thunberg. It's really great. Let's dive in. I'm Christina Hunter, and you are listening to the Live Well Green podcast, all about sustainable well-being and green living. We explore how to do what is good for the planet and for ourselves in order to truly flourish. and many others believe that we are in a time of an incredible paradigm shift. And this is a really essential shift for us to make. It is absolutely necessary that we do shift our perspectives, our thought patterns, and then change our behaviors as a result. And we really need to be moving away from old beliefs that it's either jobs or the environment. When in reality, we know we can have good, clean, green jobs and a flourishing economy as a result. And we need to move away from those old beliefs where we think that Indigenous rights acknowledgement can just be put off until another administration or until a time when it's more convenient. And we need to put that aside and enter a new paradigm. We need to put aside those old paradigms and the belief systems that say that youth just don't care or don't have any real contributions or that they're not justified in their outrage with what they're seeing. And we also need to put aside that thought pattern that says, what I do isn't part of the problem in terms of climate impacts or social marginalization or oppression of others. And Really, this is the old framework or paradigm that we're shifting away from into new thought patterns. And that has been kicked into high gear with young Greta Thunberg. Back in August of 2018, the then 15-year-old Swedish girl decided not to attend classes for the first three weeks of the school year. And it was just leading up to her country's general election. And Sweden had just experienced the hottest summer on record. And Sweden had just experienced the hottest summer on record in the last 262 years. They had experienced heat waves and unprecedented wildfires. And all Greta wanted to do was hold her political leaders accountable. Accountable to the Paris Agreement that they had signed on to in 2016. This Paris Agreement has 194 states and the European Union all signed on to it. And in total, those states and the EU represent 97% of the emitters of global greenhouse gases. And that means that all of these parties really can make an enormous change. And it's been ratified or acceded by every single one of those countries, including China and the United States, the two biggest greenhouse gas emitters on Earth. 
And that means that this agreement says that those member states and parties to that agreement will agree to do their best to keep global temperature rise below two degrees Celsius above the pre-industrial global temperatures. So that means that we know we are experiencing climate change, but we're going to do our best to keep it to two degrees Celsius, that benchmark above which we know that the changes will be even more devastating and catastrophic globally to humanity and the ecosystems. And in addition, they will try to keep that temperature increase to just 1.5 degrees Celsius if it can't be the full 1.5 degrees Celsius, if possible. So that is all very, very hopeful, but it depends on all of those signatories to this Paris Agreement to follow through with the actions that they have agreed to take in order to reduce their greenhouse gas emissions at the state level. So there young Greta sat every day for three weeks during the school hours, and she held a sign that said in Swedish, school strike for climate. Now, her parents were not on board at first, neither were her teachers, but they all admired her tenacity and her passion, and they certainly saw how deeply affected she was by these issues. Now, Greta has Asperger's syndrome, and she didn't speak a lot, but when she did, it was incredibly impactful. She made a speech at the Climate March in Stockholm, Sweden, on the 8th of September, in 2018, at age 15. And here's what she said, and I quote, Last summer, climate scientist Johan Rockstorm and some other people wrote that we have at most three years to reverse growth in greenhouse gas emissions if we're going to reach the goals set in the Paris Agreement. Over a year and two months have now passed, and in that time, Many other scientists have said the same thing, and a lot of things have gotten worse, and greenhouse gas emissions continue to increase. So maybe we have even less time than the one year and ten months Johan Rockstorm said we have left. If people knew this, they wouldn't need to ask me why I'm so passionate about climate change. If people knew that the scientists say that we have a 5% chance of meeting the Paris target, and if people knew what a nightmare scenario we will face if we don't keep global warming below 2 degrees Celsius, they wouldn't need to ask me why I'm on school strike outside Parliament. Because if everyone knew how serious the situation is, and how little is actually being done, everyone would come and sit down beside us. In Sweden, we live our lives as if we had the resources of 4.2 planets. Our carbon footprint is one of the 10 worst in the world. This means that Sweden steals 3.2 years of natural resources from future generations every year. Those of us who are part of these future generations would like Sweden to stop doing that right now. This is not a political text. Our school strike has nothing to do with party politics. 
because the climate and the biosphere don't care about our politics or our empty words for a single second. They only care about what we actually do. This is a cry for help. To all the newspapers who didn't write about and report on climate change, even though they said that the climate was the critical question of our time when the Swedish forests were burning this summer, to all of you who have never treated this crisis as a crisis, to all the influencers who stand up for everything except the climate and the environment, to all the political parties that pretend to take the climate question seriously, to all the politicians that ridicule us on social media and have named and shamed me, to all of you who choose to look the other way every day because you seem more frightened of the changes that can prevent catastrophic climate change than the catastrophic climate change itself. Your silence is almost worst of all. The future of all the coming generations rests on your shoulders. And she went on to say, A lot of people say that Sweden is a small country, that it doesn't matter what we do. But I think that if a few girls can get headlines all over the world just by not going to school for a few weeks, imagine what we could do together if we wanted to. Every single person counts, just like every single emission counts, every single kilo, everything counts. So please, treat the climate crisis like the acute crisis it is and give us a future. Our lives are in your hands. End of quote. And that comes from Greta's speech that's documented in the short book by Greta Thunberg called No One is Too Small to Make a Difference. Now, since that time, young Greta has made many speeches, participated in marches. She's spoken at parliaments and legislative assemblies all around the globe. And she's also led by example. She's gone to great lengths to avoid flying, and she traveled by solar-powered sailboat instead. She's been awarded at least seven major awards for her activism. In 2019, she was named as Person of the Year by Time magazine, after which she was mocked on Twitter by then-sitting President of the United States, Donald Trump. But... Young Greta started a shift, a shift in the paradigm. Now, a paradigm is defined by vocabulary.com as a standard, a perspective, or a set of ideas. A paradigm is a way of looking at something. So it's really a framework, an understanding of how the world works and the unwritten rules of what's allowed. And a paradigm shift happens when one paradigm loses its influence and allows a new paradigm to take over. And hence, I believe we are in the midst of such a shift. We are shifting away from thinking that it's a choice of jobs or the environment, a move away from thinking that fossil fuel emissions are necessary to have economic growth because we know they are not. A move away from thinking that growth must occur at someone else's expense, that we are in some kind of zero-sum game where there are only winners and losers, 
No, we can think differently. And we need to. We need to shift our paradigm and our thought patterns in order to advance. Now, the late Stephen Covey, the business and personal development thought leader and academic who wrote The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, he had written about this a little bit, and I quote, he said, The term paradigm shift was introduced by Thomas Kuhn in his highly influential landmark book, The Structure of Scientific Revolutions. Kuhn shows how almost every significant breakthrough in the field of scientific endeavor is first a break with tradition, with old ways of thinking, with old paradigms, end of quote. So that's where we are. We're at this point in history where we get to tear down the old and introduce new, better ways of thinking. In order to do that, it's so helpful to realize what is possible. We need to shift our thinking in order to realize that there is a different way. Now, we've seen this before. Before the Wright brothers made the first controlled sustained flight of a powered airplane back in 1903, most people didn't think it could be done. And that was just a little more than 100 years ago. And look at where we are now. Now, before Roger Bannister accomplished it in 1954, people didn't believe it was physically possible to run a four-minute mile. That is running at a speed of 24 kilometers per hour. Wow. And yet, as was called the four-minute barrier, has subsequently been broken by over 1,400 athletes. Incredible, right? Something that had never, ever been done before. And indeed, all of humanity didn't think it was possible until one person did it. And then... It became something that we could strive for. And indeed, it is possible. So how do we shift our paradigms? We have to believe it is possible. And one of the ways that we can do that is by seeing somebody else do it and then give it a try ourselves. And these shifts then occur little by little, one small step at a time or in one big giant leap. At some point in time, we begin to see our framework change. It shifts. And we will no longer accept that fossil fuels are the way of progress. That we will no longer define progress in terms of gaining more stuff. It will be in gaining better quality of life. And then this new norm becomes the baseline of how to do business. And that's really what we're looking for. We're looking for baseline operations where business is doing social good and making money and creating good employment, where the public demand for clean energy and low waste alternatives and technical solutions and innovation is the norm. And where government signals to industry that it is important to create a new future in these green, in the green economy. 
an economy that is low carbon, that has a diverse workforce with good working conditions, that respects indigenous rights, that actively works against racism in all of its forms. And we're treating the planet like it's our one and only home, a paradigm in which we take the long view, not only on our actions, but also on the dividends that we choose to cash in from the earth. So this is the vision that there is this movement towards. There are these shifts happening little by little. It's cracking open. And that's a wonderful thing, largely in part to people like Greta and Greta herself. But how do we personally change our paradigms? Well, we look at examples. Look at examples around us. It's your neighbor, your friend, your daughter, your son. Are they doing things differently? Do they want a different world? Are they happy going that route? We can do it too. We can learn from it. We can push it further and then spread the word about it. Where Earth Day is no longer just one day or one month. It's actually caring for the Earth and all its inhabitants. And this is standard operating procedure. So this is the new paradigm that we are working towards that Greta has shifted us towards. For us to take action, we just need to see that it is possible. I have a blog that is full of examples. If you want to take action in terms of doing uh, backyard composting, or looking at electric vehicle use, or perhaps becoming a social entrepreneur, or green buildings, or walkable cities, these are all possible. It's happening somewhere. Someone is already working on it. And we can be inspired by those examples and then take it further. So that's the paradigm shift. What does it look like for us personally? All we need to do are these three things. First of all, take one new action in the next 24 hours. That's all you need to do. One new thing that builds the future that you would like to see. One new action. If you need inspiration, check out my blog. It's full of examples or past episodes of this podcast. And then spread the word about what you are doing and why. Pledge to friends. Maybe challenge others in your circle to do the same. Send it out on social media. Heck, tag me. I'd love to see what you're up to. I'm at KH Flourishing. And then finally, help others to also take action. We do this when we lead by example. We also do this when we ask companies and governments and institutions to do better, to take the action that they have agreed to under the Paris Agreement. And we also do it at a personal level when we engage in open and respectful dialogue with friends and families on the issues. So that means we can talk about it. We can talk about the commonalities in what we all want in order to have a safe, secure, and prosperous future for everyone. So that's not too hard to ask, really just three steps. And that is what Greta wants us to do. Thank you, Greta, for bringing us along in this paradigm shift. The key messages I would love for you to take away from today's episode are, first of all, that paradigms do shift. 
And Greta, the 15-year-old, made a real difference, opening our eyes to what we need to be focusing on. And then we really do see examples of what is being done all around us all the time. And all it takes is for us to do three simple things. First, take one new action in the direction of change we would like to see in the next 24 hours. Then spread the word about it. Tell others about it. Tag me on social media. And then finally, help others to also make similar changes. This is the way the paradigm shifts. All right, let me leave you with one final quote from Stephen Covey, who says, The more aware we are of our basic paradigms, maps, or assumptions, and the extent to which we have been influenced by our experience, the more we can take responsibility for those paradigms, examine them, test them against reality, listen to others, and be open to their perspectives thereby getting a larger picture and a far more objective view. End of quote. That's all for now. If you are interested in exploring these issues further, please head on over to my website. It is christinahunterflourishing.com. That's Christina with a K. There you'll find all kinds of free downloadable resources, including my Sustainable Wellbeing Starter Kit and the Green Home Guide with plenty of examples of what you can do right around your home for the planet and for your health. While you're there, sign up for my newsletter. It is full of resources and inspiration and news from the flourishing community. And if you're looking for a great way to send a gift to a friend with cancer, please check out the Unexpected Gift Box I would love to see what you are doing to help shift the paradigm. So take that one new action in 24 hours from now, and then just tag me on social media, showing me your actions and spreading the word by doing so. I'm at KH Flourishing. Finally, if you like what you are hearing, please leave me a review wherever you get your podcasts. I can't wait to talk to you again. Until then, live well green. My flourishing friends, bye for now.